This is Counsel for Life, a podcast engaging conversations about mental health and the Christian life with licensed biblical counselors Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Counsel for Life. My name is Eliza. And I'm Beth. Hey, it's good to have you guys with us again, and we hope that you guys are enjoying this podcast and getting a lot out of it. We're trying to make it super practical for you, and we're trying to make it interesting and fun at the same time, and so we've had some great feedback, but we'd love for you to um, continue to, to share with others and to rate it if you like it. That actually helps us get it to other people. It's not about whether or not you like us or not. It's about actually making it available. It's the way it works. If people like it or rate it or share it, it spreads to more people. So do us a huge favor. That'd be great if you want to do that. Um, So Beth, so good to have you back today. And uh, we have just been together as we've kind of been talking about, we got to spend some time together. We work together and we're going to be working together again in a conference coming up in um, in November sometime. So I look forward to that. But one of the fun things that we got to do when we were together was we got to be on a panel where we were asked many questions, which is sort of like what we do on this podcast is try to answer questions that people have about counsel and life and how this all works. Um, and I thought this was such an important question and probably a very common question. So we decided to ask it on our podcast and share a little bit more about it. The question was real simple. When do I see a counselor? Like, how do I know I'm at that place when I actually need counseling? And I've had people ask me, like, how do I know when it's bad enough? Air quotes, (laughs) bad, you know? And so we're going to answer that question. How do I know? When do I need to see a counselor? So I'm going to kind of just volley that to Beth and we're just going to have a conversation. So what do you think, Beth? What, What comes to your mind first as you're wrestling with this question or hearing that question asked? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I get asked that a lot as a, as the care minister at our church. And I'm so glad when people ask it because, you know, it really hasn't been that long since counseling had quite a lot of a stigma around it where counseling was only for people who had severe mental illness. And now we're seeing this rise and people realizing the value and the goodness of having another set of eyes and ears on our lives and being able to speak in, ask good questions. It's a, it's a helpful thing. And so I love it when people ask that question because it means they're already thinking about it. And so the first thing is if you're wondering whether you should go to counseling, maybe (laughs) you should, maybe you're already, that's in your brain. Maybe the Holy Spirit's prompting you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the question of how do you know it's bad enough that you should go to counseling? I would say there's a couple of things that by and large, if a person says these couple of things, I'm going to say, yes, I highly recommend okay. you see a counselor and okay. maybe I'll even follow up about, okay, you know, so, to see. yeah. So what are, so what are those things? There's, yeah. I mean, I would start with someone who's having suicidal thoughts or mm. self-harming thoughts or that's, or they've had attempts or self-harm. That would be my, you know, a first thing that I would say, yes, definitely get help with that because you're not going to be able to just make yourself stop having those thoughts. You need somebody to help you and to, and to even have a regular conversation about those things with somebody who's a helping professional. So I would start with that. That would definitely be something that I would highly recommend somebody go to counseling for. What do you think, Eliza? Is there, is there anything that comes to mind for you of like sort of high level, this probably needs counseling? High level. Yeah. I mean, that's a good one. I like what you added about like even maybe when things calm down, like don't like keep it regular if those are something that you struggle with. So that was good. Um, Yeah. I think 
If you've suffered a very traumatic event or a distressing circumstance, like that's really important to recognize, like this is a big deal and people are recognizing that it's a big deal and you know, it's a big deal. Like don't expect that you just have to kind of get through it on your own. So if there's been something pretty significant, um, a major event in your life, maybe a, a major illness that you've gone through or an injury, you know, I'm thinking accidents, or maybe, maybe you've suffered a miscarriage. I mean, those are traumatic events. Um, or maybe you've just had some unforeseen losses, like, and really who hasn't in the last Mm. season that we've all been through. But I think that's a big one is, is recognizing that if you've experienced something pretty significant, um, but kind of tied to that, I would also say, how are you coping? Like, are you coping in healthy ways? Right. I mean, we can, we all cope. We all have ways of coping and some of them are healthy and some of them are unhealthy. And how are you doing with coping? And are you having to do more and more just to get through a day? Um, And especially if those are unhealthy coping skills, are you having to do more of that? Whether it's numbing out or, um, you know, isolating, or maybe it's even using alcohol or drugs to kind of get through a day or, you know, whatever it is that you're coping for or coping with, like, how is that actually working for you? And are you finding yourself coping in unhealthy ways? I would say. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's really important. Yeah. And I think, and that sometimes our coping measures are indicators mm-hmm. of uh, a, just a loss of functioning normally. So I think that's another yeah. thing too, of um, you know, if you, if you were to look up diagnostic information about things like anxiety, depression, what you're going to see in a lot of those categories is a, a diminished, significant diminishing of uh, daily life functioning things. So, mm-hmm. so if you're, you know, you're having trouble getting up to go to work day by day, or maybe you've missed days of work and now there's potential consequences for that, whether that's loss of pay or, you know, your boss is saying you, you got to take care of this or else, you know, whatever. So that kind of thing, you know, people who struggle to, uh, to, to just do normal, healthy body things like eating regularly and go, and getting some sleep and taking a shower, you know, right. if your functioning is, is such that you are struggling with even motivation of daily basic things, I think that's, that's really important. We need to, we need to take care of our bodies. We need to be able to function in that way. So if you're noticing over a period of time, um, and maybe even if that time is, you know, a couple of weeks that it's just, Oh, I'm just really struggling to do the things I normally do. Then that may be an indication that it'd be good to just have again, eyes and ears of somebody who's a professional looking in on that. I think it can be scary to think about going to counseling. It feels like this major thing that happens, but right. It's it's really not. I mean, it, it is kind of it. It's I I liken it almost to. Oh, I have this. I'm having this symptom in my body. I should probably go to the doctor and get that checked. That's so, so important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I think that's a really good sign. It's like because physical or emotional stress will manifest in physical ways. So yeah, are you seeing physical things in your body that aren't? aren't easily explained by medical things, medical Mm -hmm. conditions. And it's like, I don't know why I'm still having this pain. So that's a really good point. I think sometimes we miss that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, you may notice things relationally where someone else is feeling concerned about you and they express that, or you've noticed that you're 
more irritable than normal. Mm -hmm. And that could have many reasons, you know, many factors involved, but if you're noticing that there's a lot of irritability or there's a lot of withdrawal from other people and you're not really sure why, I think that's, that's normal. That happens for all of us, but but the not being sure why is an indication that it not that I need to figure more things out for myself, but that I need to ask someone else to pray for me, to lean in towards me, and maybe even to help me in a professional way. Uh, because it's, it's okay. It really is okay that you can't figure your life out. That's not, (laughs) we, none of us can, we are all in this process of needing one another and needing the Lord. I think that's important because if you are feeling stuck in a situation, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay stuck. And when your best efforts to like solve a situation or move towards change, start to feel ineffective, Uh, that's a good time to say, you know what, maybe what I need is just some fresh perspective, just a new set of eyes on this circumstance that I'm looking at all the time. I can tell you, so I'll just, I'll tell you a quick story. When I, um, when I was doing a ton of marriage counseling for like several years, that was like the main thing that I was doing. And I remember meeting with this couple and they asked to set up an appointment with me. They were scheduled they came in and I remember looking at their, you know, their intake form, the little bit of information that they give before they come into a counseling session. And I was like, wow, I'm thinking this is one of those things. They're not willing to put what's really going on on paper. So they're going to come in and drop the bomb on me in the counseling room, which <laughs> sometimes happens. I don't recommend you doing, but, but I, but when they came in, that wasn't the case at all. They had certainly some things to talk about, like just how they were doing with conflict or how they were doing with with big decision-making situations in their life and so forth, but they were actually doing well. They just wanted a fresh perspective on fresh perspective on how their marriage was going and like what's were their blind spots. And you know what? There were some blind spots. They weren't like, we're going to maybe get a divorce or we're talking about like separation or, or our marriage is crumbling. Not at all. And I remember talking to them and I said, I wish that every married couple would do exactly what you're doing because you know what they did? We met for like three or four times and that was it. And then they said, we're going to schedule with you in another year and we're just going to come back in. And I was just like, Praise God. So proactive, just looking at it and saying, we get blind spots. And that's, that's a unique situation. I think most people don't go into counseling because they just want to talk with somebody about how they're doing. But when you are in a situation where you feel like, I think I'm doing all right with this, but man, it would sure help to have somebody's perspective. Who's not so close. Counseling could be a good option. And then I would say in that case, you're probably not looking at really long-term counseling. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you said that, Eliza. And you know what it reminded me of is a previous podcast about panic attacks. Mm -hmm. And you gave a really helpful analogy of like a teacup and Mm -hmm. our, the anxieties that we carry in our brain and our bodies, they, that fills that teacup slowly, slowly. And then it takes one more little drop before things spill over. And I like to tell people, man, let's, let's deal with those things before you have a spillover. Like, can you get to a space where you can actually work on those things, whatever they are Mm -hmm. along the way so that it is not, you don't end up in this and maybe you still will. Obviously, you know, some people are, we're already working on their, their things that they need help with, but they still have panic attacks. But I just mean that keeping your cup at a manageable level, counseling is something that can really help with that. So that's, That's a really helpful thing. And, you know, I was going to, another thing that I thought about just now, as you were talking was that I do think some people think of counseling 
and I compared it to going to the doctor. So I just want to back up a little bit and say, I don't know about you, but I was sort of raised, I was raised in a home where you really respect those people who are professionals and you trust them implicit. Like you just automatically trust them. They have, this is a doctor. They went to medical school. They know what they're talking about. Mm. And, um, I think we, we think that way sometimes about medical professionals, mental health professionals. Here's the truth. You will need a counselor that you really connect with. You will need to have someone that you feel safe with that you, um, and that you're not just trusting them because they have a degree and a license or whatever, um, or a certification of some kind. You're the, you need to be able to connect with them because they're Mm going to say important things to you and you're going to say important things to them. So it needs to be a safe environment. So I will often tell people when they're looking for a counselor, do a phone consult, just kind of get a feel for this person if they'll do that or have a first session and just, just check it out. Like kind of gauge if as best you can, does this person seem wise, obviously, and, you know, fits the things that you're looking for, but someone who connects with you as a person on a personal level, that's a really helpful thing. And uh, if that doesn't happen, it's okay. You don't have to keep seeing that person. You can look for someone else. You know, this is, this is an important relationship that you hopefully will continue. Like you said, with this couple, they're going to keep coming back to you. It's almost like they have you on retainer. (laughs) It's like you're their, you're their counselor. They know they have a place to go. If crisis hits, or whenever they need more care and and counsel, they already have someone that they can, that they know they'll be able to trust and come towards. So um, just want to add that in. Do you have other thoughts about that? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. And I think I'm hoping this episode is going to be really helpful for somebody. Like if you know somebody who's wondering if they should get counseling, I think this is going to be really helpful. Just, these are some things that you, these are some markers that say maybe you need it, but I love what you just shared. And, and I would just add to that because most people know, like we are licensed counselors, both Beth and I are licensed counselors, but we're biblical counselors. And one thing that we both feel is a high priority as we help people think about counseling is make sure you're getting counsel from somebody who aligns with your faith, who's going to speak God's word to you, who's going to bring, who's, whose counsel is anchored to the wonderful counselor, whose, whose counsel is going to align with the scripture in a way that um, doesn't just help you with, because a counselor can help you with coping skills and give you some trajectory for the future, but is doing that all walking in step with the spirit. And so that's really, really important. Don't underestimate the value of having somebody who is biblically trained to be able to care for you as well. And the truth is that the scripture is not silent on counsel. Proverbs is full of different places. I was, I was just uh, looking at one passage that says, listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. There's really a, a, a picture of counsel here is like, hey, we need to hear from other people. That gives us wisdom, maybe for today, but also for the future. That's Proverbs 19.20. But there's there's many other places in the Bible, which I also love the places that actually just talk about how like some of these kings in the Bible and stuff who, who sought out wise counsel, they were the people who were supposed to know what to do, right? These were These were the kings. And yet they sought out counselors, um, not all of them, but some of them <laughs> did. And, and there's wisdom in that, right? And so just recognizing like counseling is shows actually maturity. So if you're thinking, do I need counseling? That's a really mature question. And I just want to encourage you in that. And like Beth said at the very beginning, if you're thinking about it, chances are, that's probably the time you're now's the time to probably start looking at that. And so with that said though, Beth, I am, 
I do think like we just looked at a scripture and I was sharing how there's people in the Bible. You know, we we see people in the Bible seeking counsel and uh, and receiving that. That's a that's a really humbling place to be. And yet I think an encouraging place to be like knowing that your leader, your ruler of your country has counselors speaking into their lives, like actually gives me more of a sense of trust. Like that person's not just lone rangering it out there. And that kind of speaks to like, okay, so how about counselors who are listening? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just wondering if you, if you know, what are your thoughts on that? And, yeah. I mean, and kind of I, as we wrap up, if you don't mind just maybe kind of sharing that. Sure. Personally. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I often, when I, um, there's a particular lesson that I often teach at the ABC conference and there's mm-hmm. in, in the classes that I teach that are training counselors, I will often say, um, and this is kind of probably a dramatic statement. Maybe it's, it shouldn't be too absolute, but I will often say the best counselors are also clients. Um, yeah. That that if if you seek to be in this world, if you're going to be a counselor, first of all, it's just helpful to sit on the other side of the the room, right? To know what's right. it like to be a client, to be a counselee, but also that we are we're submitting ourselves to the Lord when we choose to seek counsel from others, whether that's from a professional or from your pastor or sure, a dear right. friend who's mature. We are we are called to submit ourselves to one another in that way, and yeah. Um, yeah so I so- I mean I'm. Oh, go ahead. Well, you know, so I, I think what you said was really also important. Like even your pastor can be your counselor and give you that wisdom and direction, but and just kind of put it out there, put you maybe a little bit more on the spot. How about you? Have you sought counsel or is, yeah. you, would you be willing to share a little bit about yes, that? I'm, I'm actually in counseling right now. I have a, a okay. wonderful, a fabulous counselor. I've been seeing her specifically oh. for, gosh, it's been um, a little over two years since I started seeing her. And I see her individually, but I, my husband and I also see her for marriage counseling and that's a regular thing. It's on the calendar. We set it aside. It is part of our rhythm Mm -hmm. as a couple, but also part of my rhythm and my own walk and growth with the Lord. And, and what's interesting is that sometimes I will, um, because it's already scheduled, I will sometimes think, wonder what I want to talk about today in counseling. I don't know (laughs) if I really have anything. And lo and behold, my sweet counselor will pull something out. She'll ask a question that'll really hit me in the place that I need. Like the Lord really uses it uh, to draw out these areas of my heart, whether that's a place where I'm wounded, a place where I've lacked forgiveness for someone else, a place where, um, you know, there's just blatant sin that I didn't see, you know, blind spots. And I, I, that happens individually for me. It happens in our marriage and it just never fails that the Lord uses that. There's there's yeah. almost this, this idea of I'm offering myself to the Lord as I choose to step into that vulnerable place. And again, I really trust my counselor. So that helps. That's an important factor for me. I um I'm I'm in the past have not been a good client at all. Uh, I have been critical of counselors and felt like uh, I, you know, you have to fit all these certain criteria because I'm picky, right? As yeah. a counselor, I know what I want. But my current counselor, man, she just, she just knows how to, how to hit me in the right place. And I can tell she's praying for me. Yeah. She, I mean, she has been praying and she has, she has prayed as she prepares for our session. So yeah, it's just huge. And, and, you know, not everybody needs counseling all the time, but I often joke with people in our church when they ask me the question, do you think I need counseling? I kind of laugh, you know, I'm a counselor. I I think everything, everybody needs counseling. Like I always say that we all need it. Maybe we don't have it professionally, but everyone needs the ministry of God's word personally from others. 
And this is a location where it's just automatic for me. I get to have this regularly. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Two things I just want to like go back to that little personal story that you just shared. Like, I think what stands out to me, the fact that like, you don't have to know always what you're going to talk about. I think that's so important. That's your counselor's job. Like, don't worry. They, they will draw you out. That's so important for our listeners to hear, but also, you know, it's, it's so encouraging for you to be able to share like, yeah, I'm in the counseling chair and uh, I'm in the counselee chair, I guess. Mm -hmm. So how are you now? You said, you know, you used to be a little bit more picky. How are you as a counselee? Are you a good counselee now or? I I do my best. I will admit, you know, sometimes there's homework she gives and I don't always do it. uh, And I feel a little obstinate about well, I probably don't need to do that. And she, she's very gent- gentle, but firm with me about doing the work. And uh, yeah, I think it's better now, but, but obviously, you know, it takes time to get to know the counselor and to feel safe and comfortable. And so as that has happened, I've been more prone to accept what she says and really take it to heart, you know, and, and pray through the things that she shares because I trust her and I know she's praying for me and I know she's thinking about me in front yeah. of the Lord, which is just really okay. helpful. Well, good. Well, thank you again for sharing that little personal story. We get to do that every episode at this time, a little bit more intimate. So I appreciate that. I think it will be helpful for our listeners too. So hopefully this episode has been helpful for you all. If you are thinking about getting counseling or you know somebody who um, might be thinking about that, share it with them. And we hope that you will tune in again for another episode with Beth and myself, Eliza, on Counsel for Life. Thanks for listening to Counsel for Life with Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please be sure to rate, share, and subscribe. And for more information, visit counselforlifepodcast.com.